This is Bash Moreno, and this is episode two of the Social Work Rants podcast. Today's episode is things clients have said. Like I said in episode one, I've been in the field, social work field, for 18 years since January of 2002 to present, and I've heard some things along the way, and I wanted to share with you some of the funniest lines. I've had clients tell me, or I've heard clients say in the past, or recently actually, a couple of things. This is one client where we had a some turno- turnover at work at my current job, and myself and my coworker are covering cases, and basically this one case that we're covering, apparently she's had some delusions going on Uh, we recently had to escort her from well not escort her but transport her from the hospital back home to her house and she's uh, of Haitian descent and she said I want transportation I want want a car I want to go to Haiti and I gotta give my co-worker some credit here because she like basically brushed that comment off in a way and basically was like yeah 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 I'll, I'll set up everything and have you go to Haiti just knowing damn well you need a plane to go to Haiti so I, I found that funny that that happened like literally like last week and we have another client um was we deal with, with elderly clients at, at my job. So we have this elderly client who um, tested positive for cocaine and denied using and said that it was in the air and smelt it. And that's how he tested positive. I usually hear that regarding marijuana. I've never heard that from cocaine. So I found that funny. And my two favorite ones, number one, is I had this young guy I was working with, this is years ago, and he was like real into like, gotta have a fly haircut, gotta have fly sneakers, gotta dress nice, wanted to meet a girl, he was all into girls, all into fashion, Uh, but he was always broke. So he's always asking for money and need help buying food and all this stuff. So basically, he didn't even have a cell phone. So he was like, kind of like shut out from the world in a way. So I helped him get you know, an insurance phone, safe lick phone, or we better, most people know it as an Obama phone. So we got him a phone and he was happy he got a phone, but he was like, so into himself he says and I quote how the fuck am I supposed to bag a girl with an Obama phone so I found that hilarious in a way and it's like you gotta make it work like he he, I I would see him a couple times he would kind of like hide the phone those, those phones that they give out at the time they were small so you literally could fit the phone could fit in your hand and I even like really could tell like what do you have in your hand so he always would try to hide it 
and basically like being embarrassed that he's rocking an Obama phone while he's trying to get girls phone numbers and asking them out on dates and stuff and even that was pretty funny actually trying to experience seeing that um an honorable mention was one time uh, I had a good rapport with a, a client and he introduced me to his side piece yes uh, I had met the his main girl and they've been going out for a long time and he was still with the main girl but one time we were going out somewhere looking at an apartment because he was trying to move and instead of bringing his main girl he introduces me to his side piece and I was like okay nice to meet you and I kind of played it off and then after like they had gone he went one way she, I went with him and she went somewhere else and I was like you know what happened to like the main girl like said, oh I'm still with her you know this is just having some fun blah 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 so like whatever <laughs> so it's kind of interesting that you have such a good relationship with your client that you get to meet the side piece that that was an experience and the uh, number one main thing main uh, that I've heard a client tell me had this one client again just going back years ago uh, in New York State uh, in New York City we have a, a law called Megan's Law and that's court mandated uh, anyone who has a mental illness they get hospitalized numerous times whatever they are mandated uh, through a mental health court for mental health treatment mandated take medication attending uh, some sort of program counseling day program so this young guy I had and he was definitely not complying with his mandated treatment chasing him all over Queens from uh, worked in Long Island City chasing him over Queens found him um, and then we started talking like you need to you know you're mandated like let him know he was mandated to treatment he had to go to treatment had to take his medication go to his program and just chill relax it's uh, six usually if you're mandated for six months they'll take you off the mandate and you still have to do another six months and after a year, you're done, and time you know, time goes so fast. A year can be done and just live a normal life as much as possible, but he didn't understand that. So basically, when I finally reached him, he was like, you know, I'm chasing you around, I'm trying to see you, talk to you, like, what's going on? You're not sending your program, you're not complying with your medication. He had been in and out of jail. And he's like, fuck medication, fuck a program, all I want is some pussy. So, as I was saying, that he said that he doesn't want to take meds, doesn't want to go to a program, all he wants is some pussy. 
So at first I wanted to laugh, like right then and there. That was like the most funniest thing I ever heard at that point in time. And my head was like, I was married at the time. So my head quickly first thought was like, I can't wait to, to tell my wife as soon as I get home. The story is hilarious. But quickly my mind shifted. It was like, no, I hear you. But how do you think? I don't remember what I said, but I was like, kind of like okay how do you think you're gonna accomplish that if you're not doing what you need to do so he was like no i just want to do whatever i want to do or don't want to be coordinated aot that's the name of the program the coordinated program in new york city and which a side note to that there's no consequence if you don't comply with aot that's one of my biggest gripes with aot if you don't comply there's nothing like you don't go to jail like there's nothing you just don't comply so he did enough that um he ended up like moving out of the city so once he moved out of the city i think he like the we had to like transfer his case up to wherever he moved to I don't remember the circumstances but eventually I didn't have him as a client anymore but when he said that that was like hilarious I, I told friends uh, told family members that story and that was one of the funniest stories out there that I had uh, this is another guy um, that I had at work with him I opened his case to transfer him out to like another program because he did so well um, had his own housing out, out in Brooklyn he was in the hospital got him out the hospital was living for a long time in a nursing home because there was no housing options available was in a nursing home for a while got him out got him into his own apartment so then one day, like, after I already had, like, just had transferred him to, like, another agency, uh, like, I was in school at the time, so I literally got out of school, was, like, trying to rush home, I lived in Jersey at the time, so I'm going from Fordham University, taking a train, rushing to Port Authority to catch my bus, to go home, like, hack and sack, and so I'm about to get up the stairs, to um, go catch my bus so I was already like cutting it close come down the escalator was my former client and I could tell right away that he was not in in his right uh, state of mind number one I was shocked to see him because he when I had him he never wanted to go outside anywhere Uh, he barely wanted to go across the street to the grocery store to buy some food that's as much as outside that that he would do so to see him all the way at Penn Station and he's living was living at Brooklyn I was like what are you doing like you never wanted to go out what brings you out here in Times Square and literally he had like snot coming down his nose and he just was was not looking right so uh, there was a police officer on duty walked with him to the police officer like told him like he was a former client of mine he needs to go get you know medically checked out he's 
obviously not not feeling well. This is not his baseline. So they asked him like his question, basic questions, you know, his address, telephone number, names of medications that he's taken, and he literally sang everything. He sang his address. He sang what the medications he was taking. When you hear. You should have been there. Like he was like, I'm taking Depico and Cyprexa, like naming all his medication or psychotropic medication. He was taking it, singing it. Um, so that was like bizarre, and it kind of messed me up for like a couple of days. Like, you know, I did all this work for this guy, and just for whatever reason, like one night you like bugging out and then you're like in the middle of Times Square now we're nowhere close to being home and you're risking yourself getting hurt or possibly getting hurt um because of your illness so after a while it took me a few days like I like went to class a few days later mentioned the story what happened classmates found it hilarious that dude was singing his medications and his address and his date of birth um basic demographic information it was just and anything that came out of his mouth he would just start singing so like I, I found it funny afterwards that that was still funny um after that incident he called me like literally the next day like hey thank you so much for helping me you know I, uh, I promise you I took my medication and I don't know what exactly happened I'm feeling much better now I'm back in my house um, he remembered my phone number my office number so he, he would have called me occasionally just hey I'm doing okay blah blah so just hearing somebody singing their medications the psychotropic medications and everything out their mouth they just start singing it's 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 a story to to remember for sure so those are the top funny stories clients have said I'm sure there would be many other things along the way that I would hear would hear clients say and do and I'm not talking about adults I used to work with kids in foster care so I can't think of something kids say but I'm sure something will come up eventually so um next episode i'm trying to figure out when to drop these episodes when to record them or just have a lot going on and i have something in the works of uh interview with a fellow social worker um so hopefully that will be in the works in the next couple weeks i could drop that episode and we'll see how this goes until next time